0: Welcome to another edition of TSC Music's Music with a Mission, where our purpose is to perpetuate and promote the Christian and positive idea through the medium of music and other Christian arts. We are so delighted to be with you again on this, another podcast recording here at TSC Music in New York City. If you've been with us before, then you know the nature of this podcast, and we are delighted today because we're coming to the end of our second season. We've decided this year we're going to take a few months over the summer And reorganize, restructure, go a little deeper for the third season. Stay with us. You don't want to miss this review. And again, we welcome you to TSC Music's Music with a Mission. In the studio today with us, Jesse Carrasco, our project manager.
1: Glad to be here.
0: And a voice that you don't get to hear that often. He's usually (laughs) behind the board. He was thrown into the pit this morning. His name is Harry Vaughn, our engineer. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Excuse me. And I am Greg Thomas, your host, who is suffering from some kind of cold today. Uh, but we're going to blaze through this with what we've got left, give God 150%, and believe that you will be touched and moved again as we trust that you have been in the past. We have had an incredible two-year season with this podcast. Uh, the purpose, of course, was to be able to share the gospel in a way that uh, God has blessed us with our, our various talents here in TSC Music, and that, is of cor- and that is, of course, through the ministry of song. Instrument, and we've evolved over this two-year period. We discussed uh, various topics in our our podcast uh, surrounding uh, various styles and methods of preaching or teaching or ministering the gospel, yeah. and we realized that music is not the only method. We came across worship dancers and mm-hmm. jazz musicians and so many other instrumentations that you don't often see on your Sunday morning service, and we've concluded that all of these instruments and all these methods have a place. It may not be Sunday morning. It might be a street corner. It might yeah. be on the streets of Amsterdam. It might be in the in the fields in South Africa, but all of them have a place, and some of them are not as effective in some areas as others. Yeah.
2: Um I I would go even further to say um cuz I, I don't know if I didn't hear you mention drama. And drama and exactly. Drama, that's right. Exactly. Uh, how could I Rish, forget drama? Rich Rodriguez was one of the uh past guests that uh we you had, had, had a hard
0: time saying that, didn't you?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes. You could you can see how nervous I am. But uh, yeah. Rich Rodriguez was one of the uh past guests that we had uh and she just uh, uh talked a little about a little bit about um the productions and uh, things that they do there at um Hope Center mm-hmm. art Hope Art yeah. Center with Sam Centrone, and um she, you know she gave a little bit of a uh, um idea about how they approach it from a uh, um a ministry standpoint in regards to uh, meeting people where they are mm. um we we have a a clip
3: of that can can we just go to that Let's clip? Let's go here? to the clip. Yeah. How would you describe this ministry effort? The production.
4: Wow. Okay. Bold, unapologetic, <laughs> unashamed.
3: Mm-hmm. Why those three?
4: Well, the leaders of this—it's really a movement. It's—it's it's like not just a CD. It's—it's a—it's like a—it's um, a movement, and it's a—I like to consider it a revival. Mm. Um, and so when I look at the the leadership, when I think about Pastor Mario, my senior pastor, Pastor Lee, his wife, I, I they are those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, since I've met them, everything that they they do um, is those things. But it's always been in love. Um, it's not just been bold for bold's sake. It's mm-hmm. Bold because um, there's a realization of how bold the enemy is Mm -hmm. and how violent the enemy is. Mm -hmm. So we have to be violent right back. Mm -hmm. And so um, I've watched their lives and observed just the way that they have responded to any opposition. And it's been always um, bold love, Mm. but... um, I, I, it's been an example to me because I'm, I'm from California, and, you know, I think East Coast, West Coast, you know, you don't have to be <laughs> as bold in California, right. I don't think. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I ha- I think I had to just, you know, uh, toughen up a little bit, yeah. you know, well, actually toughen up a lot a yeah. bit. Wow. Well. <laughs> so I, I, I appreciate that because that was a necessary part of—that um, was something that needed to be built up in me, you And know? then you said—
3: Unapologetic.
4: Yeah, because I think that um, we're not responding. We're not responding to the enemy. I'm not. I'm not trying to say that we're in a defensive position. Uh, we are proactively taking by force the kingdom. But when I think about the characteristics of the enemy, it's like he's all of those things, but he's doing it for for uh, against God, and so. Um, He is unapologetically taking people's lives. He's unapologetically um, robbing, stealing, killing, destroying. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and so I think so much of the time we're apologizing for being us, Mm -hmm. for just being lovers of God. Mm -hmm. And we're apologizing for wanting to just worship the Lord I mean yeah. and and I've never seen an apology in their life
0: and and out of the same stock as rich I mean it's and it seems that we we've so enjoyed the fellowship and the relationship that we have at whole Parts Center uh Pastor Lee Pastor Sam and uh uh Daniel Steele mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. all Another of them they all you. come from really good ministry stock yeah. uh which I would, which I prefer to call it uh Daniel I just love Talking with Daniel, I loved his approach to ministry. I loved yeah. his understanding. I love yeah. his excitement He's a drummer as well he's a drummer <laughs> yeah. a percussionist you know he's a singer he's a writer he's a producer yeah, but I love his energy i love and it's genuine energy it's it's not contrived it's not worked up. he really does love what he does yes he does uh, <laughs> <laughs> and more importantly, yeah. he knows why he does it, and he knows unto whom he does it. Uh, He shares in the podcast that we uh, had with him uh, that there's much to learn from being under good leadership. Mm -hmm. Uh, He made it very clear to young musicians coming up that uh, it is imperative that you get under good leadership, that you know the ways of the Lord, that you begin to shift your focus from your gifts and move them more toward your relationship with God and therefore allowing the Lord to make room your your gift making room for you uh let's go to that podcast with Daniel
5: Steele you know so I didn't want to sing because I thought people would think I'd be like an R&B singer and be all about that stuff but um uh during worship I'd be singing and I'm like ain't nothing wrong with this (laughs) (laughs) ain't nothing wrong I'm worshiping God so and then I would realize I'm writing songs that are not hip-hop songs right and I'm like I would love this person to sing it. I would love this person to sing mm-hmm. it. And then when I write it, they're like, oh, man, this is an awesome song. They're like, why don't you show it to us? Mm-hmm. And I'd be forced to sing it. And then I'm like, nobody's going to deliver it like me because I wrote it. And oh. it's and it's something that it's personal to me. So I might as well personally worship God through the stuff that I'm writing. Nice. So I'm just like, you know, so from from that came the desire to express myself completely not with just rap no box give myself no box just whatever god however he wants me to worship him that's how i'm gonna do it
3: speaking of out of the box you're the musical director over there at hope center how did you wind up over there
5: (laughs) well um that's a that's a paraphrase to paraphrase it um i've been with pastor mario and lee since i was nine years old Really? Yeah, they they took me in. Uh, My parents were missions. They did missions. Mm -hmm. So I stayed with Pastor Matt and and Lee. Really? Since I was nine because I was studying music. I was was in school down here and my parents didn't want to take me from that.
3: So they were your surrogate parents? Yes. Nice. Yeah, they're my
5: surrogate parents. And um, it's probably one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Some people might think it's not,
3: but. Why do you think it's the best thing that ever happened to you?
5: Because to grow up in ministry and to grow up seeing the inner workings of a church structure and and what real ministry is. Because real ministry to me isn't getting up on stage and playing an instrument. It's not just that part of it. Mm-hmm. It's the life that you live on the day-to-day, the sacrifice, the, the, the walk with Christ is that's the real ministry because the Bible says that we're, we're God's pistols. We're you know, so the way that we live is a real ministry you know, and, and that's real important to me. So I got to see the way that pastors live mm. and the way that they sacrifice and that they are, they pastors at home and they're pastors in front of the congregation. Mm-hmm. So I got to see reality. I got to see real Christians and that's what kept me, you know, in my walk with Christ, even though every now and then it was rough, but, again, train up a child in the way he goes, and when he's old, he won't depart from it.
0: What an awesome perspective from a young musician in the Church of Jesus Christ today, because so many young musicians are enamored with the flashiness and uh, you know showboating and it being about their skills and their gifts and learning all the latest progressions. And Daniel so clearly says that what, in fact, Daniel was a musician before he was a singer. And he said that what I love what he said, he said what moved him to sing was worship. It wasn't the Mm -hmm. fact that he was uh, he wasn't thrown out there. It wasn't the fact that he even thought he was a good singer. He didn't want to sing. But what moved him to sing was worship. And I think that is so pivotal for uh, young musicians coming up. Uh, I said earlier that Daniel comes from Goodstock, stock. Rich comes from Goodstock. It seems like we're going to be talking about the whole church in a minute mm-hmm. <laughs> because we can't talk about Reesh and Daniel without talking about the leadership that they are, that they're under yeah. and Sintron. the leadership that they so appreciate. That's Sam Centron and of course, Pastor Lee yeah. uh, over at Hope Art Center.
3: This is Pastor Lee from the Hope Center in New Jersey. Welcome to Music with a Mission, Pastor. Thank you, Derek. Now, I understand that you have an integral part in this too.
6: Well, um, I have the distinct privilege of being able to work with uh, Sam. He's just an amazing artist, an amazing visual artist, an amazing musician. But I think what's most important um, to me about him and about what we're doing is that the purpose that's behind it. Um, We could be making music for the sake of music or making art for art's sake. But um, God has a very, very particular purpose with this. He wants to minister to the hearts of the body of christ people in the body of christ and maybe have kind of strayed off and um are not true uh to how the lord wants them to to live anymore one of the taglines uh sam has that he says constantly is be strong be bold be holy and i wish we would do that more as a church Mm -hmm. that would really be a a great thing um so uh one of the things that we're doing with uh the music and the art when you go to the concert is another phrase that sam uses continually is that people hear through their eyes. Mm. They hear through their eyes. Um, We're in an increasingly visual world. People are watching TV, cable movies, uh, all of the influences that come from that. And as the church, the only way really we're gonna be able to get anybody's attention is by speaking through the same means. Um, And we do it very creatively. Everybody loves what they do. It's stuff that's given to them, um, that's breathed through them, and and they enjoy doing it. but, you know, it's nice to know that what God breathed into you actually has a really incredible purpose in it.
3: It's a courageous effort, I think, to take a lot of the mediums that you've used in ministry, uh, because some of those mediums are not very popular.
6: Some of them are a little strange. If you go on YouTube, you'll see a video called State of the Bride Commentary. You're amazing. Somehow able to leave my past behind You carry me into your
7: presence You hold nothing back And to top
6: it off You look at me As if I've never seen before Now that I'm made
0: Sam, what can I say about his music? What can I say about this guy? He is an incredible man of God, just genuine, down to earth. I've had lunch with them a couple times, and he's just really, really down to earth. In fact, we're going to be together in a few weeks, Mm -hmm. hanging out (laughs) in a few weeks uh, with our families. I can't tell you, it's a secret location. (laughs) You
1: can
0: crash it, right? Uh, But Sam, if you're listening, looking forward to getting with you and the family in a few weeks. Uh, But uh, suffice it to say that the music from Standing in Babylon is awesome. It's well produced. Daniel still produced the project. Sam did most of the writing, if not all of it. Uh, good stuff. It's quality material. It's, it's quality message. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's in line with the word of God. And let, I think we need to just go to the. We need to listen to some of Sam's music. We need to listen to a little bit of his heart because you'll hear what has been deposited in Daniel and in Rish. Amen. Sam Central. Uh I
7: believe that um that our lives our lives as Christian must outshine our giftings. Our lives must outshine uh, our giftings. Uh, I remember asking the Lord about about um how do I know if if if, if I'm in your perfect will? I want to remain one of my prayer moments, I want to remain in that perfect will, and Lord, keep me there, guard my heart. And mm-hmm. how do I know if I'm if, if with all these with all of this all of these talents and giftings that that the Lord has granted me, and and the people at the Hope Center, there's a lot of gift in the in the Hope Center arts. And how how do we how do we guard our heart? How do we maintain in that line? And He's and, and, and the Lord, God's respond to me. Holy Spirit spoke to me very clearly. He says your uh, your your life. I'm sorry, your life must. Outshine your giftings. That was a little bit of
0: Sam Centron, one of the pastors uh, over at Hope art Center, a uh, wonderful man of God. Uh, I love what they do there because it is a different method of mm-hmm. ministering the gospel. They're very, very, very artsy people. It's a very artsy place. Have you not been there? Have you ever, ever been there? I've seen uh, pictures on the internet. It's not the same. No, it's it's a different experience. It's uh, got to get over uh, there. Yeah, you got to go there. It's a a a very Mm -hmm. simple building. Uh, It's just what they do and how they do it with with the method in which they use. Mm -hmm. I think that's what makes it so uh, that makes the trigger so loose. If I can use that. Mm -hmm. that Didn't he start off as a painter? He is a fine artist and his art is placed Strategically throughout the building, and they all have subliminal messages. Uh, uh, some are very overt, but you, you got to have him walk you through the hallways of the church, and of the building. That can
2: be and a let topic. Explain for,
0: that could be a topic for
2: you know next season's podcast, like mm. art and you know yeah. visual art, visual art, music, because, and
1: other arts. Absolutely,
0: you know. Sam is definitely our go-to guy in that department. Yeah. Uh, and it's awesome how they use different methods for ministering. Uh, the gospel. We do want our guest, however, to begin chiming in because you're going to help us build next season's platform uh, discussion. Uh, we want to know what your opinion is about uh, fine arts and about drama mm-hmm. uh, and various styles of music, which we're going to talk about a little later uh, in the Christian community, and whether or not you feel some are more effective than others, whether they have a specific place, or whether there's a specific audience. What's your opinion? We definitely want to hear from you with regards to drama and fine arts. Um, Sam Centron and in, in Hope Arts Center, Pastor Lee over there, who is the, uh, one of the senior pastors there. Uh, write to us. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, get involved in the conversation. We're going to be talking about this for the next two months. We'll be right back.
6: God is incredible. God is with you. God
1: is
2: aware
6: of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to God
2: help. God is and always will God be. God
6: is able to God protect. Is
2: God is good. God is power. God is, provider. God is
4: Jesus. God is here. God now. is the one who loves God you. God
2: is merciful. God is the husband to the widow. God is the one with your hands. God
4: answer. is there when no one else is.
3: TSC Music Radio, where God is.
1: The Times Square Church Youth Praise Choir is now accepting applications. The YPC's passion for Jesus is contagious. Up for anything and everything, the praise choir is eager to show others the love of God. And singing is only the beginning. If you're between the ages of 14 and 30 and would like to be a part of the YPC, go to tscnyc.org and click Get Involved to apply. So we're just hanging out in the studio. I'm Jesse Carrasco. We got Greg Thomas, Harry Vaughn. Um, Just kind of... Listening back to some of the highlights and some of the the meaty content from this latest season of the podcast. And Mm -hmm. before the break, we were talking about um, something that Sam Cintron said about our lives have to outshine our gifts. And another of our podcast guests who just epitomizes that, I would say, is Benny Prasad.
0: Oh, the guy with the passport, that is.
1: About four inches, inches thick. thick yeah. in so, for those who don't know Benny or his story, he you know comes from very humble beginnings, but ha, God has just given him this amazing mu- musical ability. Yeah. Um, has create created, invented this incredible instrument, <laughs> and he's holds. He's a world record holder. Has traveled to every country in the world yeah. as a mm-hmm. what he calls a musicianary, as a, a musical yeah. missionary. And is that is taught? a
0: record. I mean, Guinness won't pick it up. No? But it's a major... He has
1: a world... He holds a world world record. Major world record. Yeah. For traveling... traveling
0: more countries as a musician than any other
2: musician. How quickly
0: did he do it?
1: I don't... He talks about it in the podcast. If you want to know for sure, you have to go listen to the whole thing. (laughs) But, you know, in the shortest amount of time... Traveled to every country in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is, you know, who's a world class musician, but has maintained such a humility. And um, in this clip that we're going to play, he, you know, he talks about. You know, talking about musicians of his caliber can make all kinds of demands on what they need in order to be able to to play or to minister.
0: We've seen a few of those riders show Which up on on, we, on my desk here. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but this is this is a man who who requires nothing, and you know, listen to what he has Are to there say. Any
3: demands that you make when you're on the road? I mean, is there anything that you demand? No.
8: Well, I don't have any demands because you know I look at my life when I gave my life to Jesus. I came out of nothing. I didn't have anything to offer back to Jesus other than my broken life. Right. And when he gave me this beautiful vision and mission, you know, I can't I can't demand anything other than be thankful for the opportunity that I get to be part of people's lives being transformed.
3: You know why I ask that? Because artists of your caliber, Christian or no, often have these weird, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. requests. You know, mm-hmm. we've heard people with wanting white mics and white stages with white dresses mm-hmm. and white roses. Mm-hmm. and
8: Oh, yeah. And it, the list goes on with those things. Green m ms Yeah. But uh, honestly, I've seen that in my travels is uh, when I've seen lives transformed, that makes a bigger impact than my list of things, what I need and what hmm. I don't need. In fact, recently I was doing a concert in uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. And... Uh, Uh, at a campsite called Camp Vista, and it started to rain. And immediately they brought a tent and they wanted to put um, on top of uh, me to shelter my guitar and me. Mm -hmm. And I told them to take off the tent. I told them, since people are getting wet in the rain, it is wrong for me to have a shelter on on top. So even though this was the world's first bongo guitar, I didn't care because for me, valuing an individual is more important than just Thing. And of course, God protected my instrument and I did the whole concert mm-hmm. and I'm still using the instrument. But seeing that there were X amount of people whose lives were transformed, saying that I valued their life more than just an instrument. Sure. And uh, I, I still remember at the Military World Games, we were three musicians and uh, two of them had carried their attire with them so that they could change it in the green room. And uh, Manoj and myself, we had dressed up for itself and uh, there was something to do with uh, security measures and nobody was allowed to go into the green room Mm -hmm. and we were in the VIP section where the president of India was there and all the militaries were there and so and finally they allowed a small little toilet or a restroom for them to go and change and Mm. both of them were so mad they were so angry they said nobody has ever treated us like this and this and this yeah and then these uh, event managers came up and they looked at us and they said, how come you are so calm and how come you are so nice to us? I said, what will I get by being not so nice to you? Instead, if I could really give my character of Christ displaying with love and truth into their lives, you know, they were transformed. And uh, they looked at us as a blessing into their own lives. So that's what I've seen is by having demands, you know, nothing is going to get better. In fact, I've learned to sleep on the floor. Really? Because by sleeping on the floor, your bed is consistent no matter which part of the world you go. <laughs> you know, it is, it is perfect. You know, so having your comfort level at the lowest point, you can enjoy when something comes better than your expectation. Wow. Whereas you come with a certain expectation and those expectations are not met, then you become grumpy you grumble and even it affects the way we play our music or speak sure. Sure. so i've learned that you know I've come from nothing from a from a person who was at the verge of committing suicide to having a life having a goal having these dreams come true how can I ever come complain and grumble mm. and i'm i'm thankful to god that he has given me this gift of life so i just enjoy every day whether it comes with great expectations or with very less expectations. I just enjoy this. Today is a beautiful gift that God has given me. Let me make the best use of this for his glory.
0: That was a little bit of Benny Prasad, who's been a frequent guest here at Times Square Church. And of course, we were delighted to have him here at TSC Music in the studio with us. Uh, When you talk about a world traveler, I mean, this guy, I, I remember when he was here one night and he pulled out his passport, and it has to be like a custom made passport because it is like four to seven inches thick. Uh, And having traveled to so many countries uh, and simple, just a very, very simple guy who the Lord has opened so many doors for him to to share the gospel, to, to share truth, to share the love of Christ. And in some countries he can't say Jesus in some countries he can't say God but it's just the way he presents his music. It's just so uh, incredibly anointed, for lack of a better term, that he is the, he epitomizes the fact that music's music does calm the savage uh, beast. <laughs> uh, he, he epitomizes it because when 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 he plays and when and he doesn't sing much, but when he plays, I mean, people just are mesmerized with this unusual guitar with a bongo in it and a harp in it Mm -hmm. and all of this other stuff. But now that we're talking about international Christian artists, we've had our very own Karen Davis here on more than well on on occasion.
1: Yeah. And you know, we caught up with Karen in the podcast when she was here and, um, she and her husband David Davis uh have an assembly on the top of Mount Carmel in Israel. They mm-hmm. were sent out from this church over 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um and she you know she had a lot to say about worship as a as a weapon of warfare. Mm-hmm. And you know that they are strategically positioned there at the top of Mount Carmel and through worship are really just pushing back the forces of yeah, darkness. Yeah. I mean and, and
0: there you have to you yeah, almost have you to worship. To. I mean it's it's incredible. Uh
1: you know going on they've there. been through wars and bombings and everything and yeah. she you know she had a lot to say in terms of how do you stand up in in the the kind of situation and political and violence and everything situation that they're in, and be able to worship and be able to say that God is good. Uh, listen to what she has to say. Songs in the night. Songs in the night. Yeah, and Are i you working say, on that now. I'm that working on
9: it now, and I think every song I've ever written is a song in the night, really, because, you know, I'll go to the keyboard when when we've just we had a bus blow up in Haifa and it filled oh. with it was a suicide bombing. It was filled with with high school children, and and body parts all over the streets, you mm. know, and then I have to. stay stand up before my congregation and, and lead worship, you know, the next day. Mm. You know, how do you do that? And you need to, we need to know that we know who the Lord is, you know, awesome. and that we can, how can we say, praise the Lord for he's good and his mercy endures forever. And we've just looked at a nightmare like this, yeah. you know, and we can only do that by the spirit of God. Sure. And that's what we need to show our people. That's what the people, and that's what, what you're doing here in New York is to show the people that there's a, there's, this, by the Spirit of God, we are able to say, in Hebrew, it's beautiful, Hodu which means thanks to the Lord for he is good. Mm. Yeah.
3: You know what I was just thinking about? Mm. Anybody who's ever in music ministry and if they have the audacity to stay home because you got a headache.
9: <gasps> you have to be a soldier. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we don't have the luxury of having a mood, you know, I mean, we're, we're exactly. do in I don't, I don't in the feel army. like coming. That's to, right. I don't you know, feel like
3: singing today. That's Come right. On. That's hard.
9: The Lord has called us. We need to be faithful to the calling and you stand and you trust the Lord and, you know, it's not a matter of how we're feeling that day, mm-hmm. you know. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Wow, I can't even imagine being, it. I mean, the biggest catastrophe we've seen here in New York City was, of course, the attack on the World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. Um, they they're, in, in the line of fire constantly in Israel uh, and to be on Mount Carmel, to be able to look down and see, you know, the masses in a sense. Um, I mean, God has got some sense of humor, you know, to put a church there. Well, yeah. It's like putting a church here in Times Square. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. But,
0: but, but it really does speak to the fact that the hand of the enemy is stayed uh, to whatever extent that it is. It is stayed because there is a remnant of people who will trust him in the earth. And uh, and we're grateful uh, for that. Um, we've gone international. We've gone somewhat contemporary. We had a traditional artist who I absolutely adored, and her name was Marita Fleming. She ah. was
1: fun. <laughs> I think because we laughed through that entire interview yeah, yeah, yeah. because she
0: was just so real and so genuine. But she has uh, some experience, yeah. and she dropped a few nuggets uh for us and for our listeners as well this is one of our one of one of our senior saints i like to call she's a traditional a gospel singer and i say that only because her style is more traditional <laughs> Would she
2: like being called
0: a senior saint? <laughs> well she's part of our seniors ministry so i think yeah. it's okay she okay. sits in the seniors seats okay therefore yeah. well, she's a special senior yeah. <laughs> one of our senior saints um and uh but she shows how the lord will allow us to go through various journeys in our lives to teach us and prepare us for what he ultimately wants for us um she you know though had a you know, young experiences in the church and grew up in the church. She left the church for a, for a good season of her life mm. to pursue a professional career. She did some acting. She did some some screen stuff. She did some some studio work, uh, did some touring. You know, jazz was her music of choice yeah. and in fact still is. And I'd love to hear from our viewers, but I got to go to this clip. Listen to what she says uh, and what she shares. She shares a nugget of truth and we want to get your thought uh, with regards to this. What do you find, because you've been in gospel music for for a season, you've listened to Mahalia Jackson, so you're probably familiar with the Inez Andrews and all of the others, uh, the Thomas Dorsey's and et cetera. Uh, What would you say the significant difference is in today's gospel music from the day when you were growing up?
10: Well, the elements of blues are much stronger. in in gospel music and now we incorporate rock, we incorporate uh, uh, Caribbean, everything is in the gospel music today. Mm. Anything goes. Mm -hmm. Uh, As long as you're mentioning and I guess hopefully sincere about the message, you know, it seems to be acceptable today. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I was growing up, it was basically, although Thomas A. Dorsey and people like jo, uh, uh, James Cleveland sure. were coming into play, and there were singers like the Gospel Harmonists, which you don't know probably. Oh, less. I do. Oh, really? Oh, well, you were, you were knee-high to a duck. <laughs> at, <laughs> at any rate, you know, so they were beginning, we were beginning to change with the flow, because uh-huh. uh, when James Cleveland started putting out songs, he started going along with Thomas A. Dorsey's Style, uh, yeah. uh understanding and approach because right. he was an outright blues right. uh vaudeville player mm-hmm. uh before he gave his life to Christ but today uh the I, in, in fact sometimes I'm a little disappointed in some of the churches because I feel like um the jazz element uh is missing quite often and I know many people have, "Quote unquote," called jazz, uh, the devil's music, mm-hmm. and which I don't agree with. I think it depends on what you're singing, uh, uh, what the intent and purpose is. You know. There's some jazz that I don't even necessarily ascribe to, like avant-garde. I can't quite get there. Mm -hmm. But I I think that that's the one music today that is missing in the church because there are a lot of people that I know who are jazz lovers who would love to go to church and hear something that had more of jazz uh, content or kind Mm -hmm. of music in it. And that's probably how I started writing this, uh, the way that I do. Uh, there's the overtones of probably jazz are in most of what I write, mm-hmm. because it's inside of me. It's just there. Right. I just find that jazz music just helps you to be free. You can you have so many different outlets and ways to approach a song and how they end it and and the harmonics of it. I just I just love it so much, you uh-huh. know. And that kind of I I, I miss that. Uh, somewhat in in many churches. In fact, I was not accepted, and I, I probably still wouldn't be accepted in a lot of churches today, mm-hmm. because now the traditional music, which is not traditional right. as to how I grew up, it oh, was absolutely. you'd get laughed out of the church if right. you came in there doing some of the things that we do today. <laughs> yeah. But that's the way it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Juanita
0: was a special guest for us because she was also, this was her first uh, involvement with the Easter production this year. Oh, she Juanita acted with us. Awesome. She was really, <laughs> yeah. I think we had the right part for it too. Oh, yeah. I think she stretched that one part out a lot,
2: a <laughs> lot further than I ever, you know, imagined. The, the one line, yeah. The and, one yeah, line.
1: And you know, we were having. And we we're having trouble casting that part, you know, because we said it's one line, but you got it. Yeah. Somebody's got to get in there and make that line yeah, powerful. And she did it like beyond our wildest dreams. She's great. Yeah.
0: I love it. She's, she said in her statement that jazz for a lot of people has been con, uh, considered the devil's music. Mm. Uh, And we'd love to hear the feedback from our listeners. What's your take on that? Because when you listen to what's happening in the church today, there's so much of so much going on uh, musically. Uh, We'd love to get you involved in the conversation. Uh, It may not be the devil's music today. And, you know, I think the shock, and I've said this before, I think the shock for a lot of people when we get to heaven is going to be that, you know, the angels are worshiping the country western. What are we going to do then? (laughs) You know, Amen. We'll be right back.
4: TSC Music is now accepting applications for our adult praise choir. The APC is determined to encourage everyone who will hear that God is forever worthy of our trust and our worship, both in life and in song. The APC ministers weekly during our Sunday 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. services, Tuesday at 7 p.m., and rehearses on Thursday evenings. For more information, go to tscnyc.org and click on Get Involved. This is Carter Conlin from Times Square Church in New York City.
11: It appears to me that people in our times have tried to live without an active relationship with God. And we ask ourselves the question, why would this be? You now my opinion would be that most just don't like spiritual rules. What they fail to understand is that God gives clear spiritual directions so that people might escape the captivity that many are now in. And who's going to debate this point? With so many today seemingly falling and failing and captivated by all kinds of besetting behaviors that they can't escape from, what they fail to understand is that God is the one who gives the freedom from these things. Jesus himself promised that his ministry was to open prison doors and set people free. The good news is that Jonah the prophet said, out of the belly of hell I cried and the Lord heard me. I've left the refuge of lies and I've found the mercy of God. It's time to pray.
4: To find a prayer meeting in your area, visit nycprayer.org.
1: So we're talking about, you mentioned before the break about jazz, and some people used to think is, or maybe still do think, it's the devil's music. But we had another jazz musician in, uh, Dave Edwards, who... um, you know, multi-instrumentalist, mm-hmm. you know, plays all kinds of music from a jazz background. He's
0: also a worship leader.
1: Is a worship leader yeah. at his, at, uh, his at his church in Connecticut. <laughs> um, but, you know, we were talking with him about uh, the whole idea of whether or not Christian musicians should be listening to other kinds of music or out there playing in venues outside the outside of the church and he made a statement that has really stuck with me since then that interview is that you know he likes to listen and and be out there a little bit to stay musically hot he mm-hmm. called it mm-hmm. and then he went on to talk a little bit about uh ministering outside the four walls of the church
12: yeah i i feel uh, i was made to have um made to be comfortable with a, with a foot uh, outside the church, in the musical scene. Outside of the church. Right. You know, I'm always the, curious, though,
3: to know how musicians of your caliber uh, balance
12: ministering in the church and playing in the secular world. I think it depends on, because within the secular world, there's a wide variety of things that are out there. There are things that should not be engaged, mm-hmm. you know, and there are things that like, you point. can. That's yeah, my point. Yeah, things you can. I mean, the thing is, when the church is operating only inside the four walls of the church, the, the, um, the community at large is not really impacted. So you have to, imp- I believe you, you really need to impact where you have influence and a voice. Hmm. So um, <clears throat> my community, my, my people that I um, feel most comfortable with are people I went to school with. Okay. When I first got into church, the Lord called me into the church uh, to minister. I was volunteering in 1995 I turned off almost all my relationships with most of the musicians I knew. Mm-hmm. I got a call from one of my friends who did a lot of touring. And he would said five or six years later, he says, I don't know if you realized it, but you were kind of the spiritual leader of those of us who were in the class at the time. Really? In the jazz school. Okay. And now he may have just represented his thoughts and his how it, how it affected him. You may—I don't know how overarching that statement was. That seems like an awfully big statement to me. Well, I mean, even but if it's one, it's still good, right? right? Yeah. So, so to all of a sudden um, be solely in the four, four walls—I um, don't know how you can how you can impact people who are not who are not in mm. in the church. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I know that, like, I I just know from from planning church services and being in many many staff meetings over the course of fifteen years. When we see people who come in and visit a church, and the people that end up responding to the stuff that we're praying about and planning, it's the people who come on the arm of somebody who invited them, mm. and that the reason they came on the arm is because they have some relationship with them. that happened probably in the workplace. Mm. Well, my workplace is is the uh, the music scene, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, so I, I can't I can't say no to that.
3: I've heard it said though, and this is, this may be a stretch, but I've heard yeah. it said that there may be I don't know certain spirits in the secular atmosphere. You're playing in a jazz club, you're sure. you're jamming to night in Tunisia or something mm-hmm. like that. And yeah. Um is that true first of all? Would there be certain spirits in a in in certain atmospheres that you play? That's
12: an awesome question. Uh I think it has more to do with the people. You know, the people that play or the people yeah. that are there. I mean, if the the people the the people who are there playing it, mostly playing, I'd mm. say. Okay. Like we played a a jazz concert last Friday night with uh Todd Williams myself, John working the pianist to us here for the concert. Yeah. for the men's choir. Yeah. and Chris Hughes who was the drummer also for this event. Okay. I mean, we're all worship leaders. Right. When we get together and go play in a jazz club, it's going to have a different we we are we are making a different testimony. You know, we're not giving the gospel when we're there. We're but we are doing what we are We love to do together, Mm -hmm. you know, when we preach the gospel, it's usually going to be in the context of, of a friend, close friend, Mm -hmm. um, something where there's relationship or in the church setting Mm -hmm. or something like that. So when you're playing in a club like that, Mm -hmm. um,
3: ever feel like you have to be prayed up going in and prayed up coming out?
12: Yes. But I, but I think when you, I especially felt that when I was first a believer.
3: Okay. So it's a matter but of maturity,
12: I've, in other words. Well meaning that as you mature, that same thing, the same intensity of preparedness, goes for everything. It goes for meeting the guy who's parking your car. Right. I mean it's it's your life. It's a war that's what a worship life is to me. It's mm-hmm. about being obedient. Okay. So if if we're not obedient in all the little things, um the Lord will not uh trust us in the bigger things. And someone's so, always watching, right? That's right. So the bigger things in this case would be the the jazz the well maybe a medium thing would be the jazz concert or mm-hmm. or something like that. The little things would be how am I treating the guy who I'm buying my gas from? Sure. You know, am I am I am I somehow is is there is there love in my heart for that person mm. to even portray? It's it's one thing to to want to bless the person, but Uh, If we don't have the love for our brother, um, how can we, how can we love the Lord? You know what I mean. So these these things are all. So it's even more important than than your gift in
3: some respects. I
12: think I think so, but then again, I've also seen the Lord use gifted people who are not even yielded to Him, just because the Lord wanted to. Hmm. But I mean, that's well, He used a donkey to talk, so right with Balaam, absolutely. So yeah, (laughs) you know, the Lord can use anything He wants. Understood. It's it's wanting to be um, aligned with them, which I think is, is is really the main deal with us. So yes, being prayed up, going about our day, prayed up, going in front of people and playing. Yeah. Um, doing what we're created to do. Um, I wish I remembered uh, the guy's name, but in the Chariots of Fire movie, the runner says, I feel God's pleasure when I run. He's made <laughs> yeah. to run. So he's doing what he's made to do. Yeah. Uh, it, it becomes more powerful. You can actually give a testimony about it when you become more knowledgeable about how you've been made in God's image. So if you know nothing and you're doing what God has gifted you to do, I, be, I believe that the Lord will use it mm-hmm. in some way. When you learn more about how you're, how you're made and how you can um, pass on, how to pa- pass on Christ okay. to others, it becomes that much more powerful because then you can replicate. Understood. Understood. So I didn't really answer the question about do I believe about <laughs> spirits and things like that. No, but I get I mean,
3: it. I get it. I, you know, I, I think what what you're saying for the most part mm-hmm. is is it does come with maturity because I think mm-hmm. you were saying, uh, from what I'm getting from you, is that there was a
12: time that you were struggling with should it be either or. Yes. It, yes, I did. In fact, there was there was a time where I felt that um, the music wasn't very important. So I listened to talk radio. I did I did the gigs but I didn't practice. I didn't listen to music mm. for a year and a half. Um because you weren't playing part for the Lord? It, well, I think part of it was that I had made some kind of as as we say in our circles an idol mm. of the music in my case. Okay. Because that was the god, you know. Yeah. I mean, we have a ton of them. I was just thinking today we we did this um study last night. There's a uh, theological college that has this satellite campus up in Connecticut at the yeah. church where I'm, where I'm at. Yeah. So we were talking about, um, about idols. We we're talking about the Pentateuch, which is the first five um, books, books of the, of the Bible. Bible, right? Yeah. Um, and we were comparing the idols of the day, particularly the, the idol of the golden calf mm-hmm. when Moses was in Sinai. And um, while he was gone, uh, I guess they went to, was it, was it Aaron? And said, could we make, a, could we make an idol? I maybe believe about so. That. Yeah, it might that's right. Aaron. So, right. Uh, Can, we, can right. we make an idol? And yeah. so they made the, uh, the golden calf and so yeah. forth. So it hit me today as I was driving in. I'm like, well, what are, what are today's idols? I mean, and and not not just what are today's idols in general, kind of out there, but but in my pocket, like my iPhone. <laughs> for Don't example. get me started. Right? Okay. So I mean, it's <laughs> all to all to say um, to bring it to bring it back. Yeah, uh, music became something that was where I put my attention mm-hmm. and uh, my efforts. Mm. And I, f- I find even with re- with relationships and other things, where you put your efforts and your attention, I find your heart follows.
3: Mm.
12: If your heart attention is on something that's not the Lord, that is, uh, that's a problem. Mm. So <laughs> mm-hmm. that was the case with the, with music. So I had to get really set on the place of music. So you laid it down for a while. Yeah. yeah. Even though I was still playing... I was still doing gigs, but I wasn't wasn't even listening for a while. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Dave played upright bass for us during the Christmas production last year, uh, where we had a 150 voice mel chorus with a 20 piece big band. We had a lot of fun, and Dave was just one of the guys we clicked with right away because he's a a, a solid man of God. He has a genuine heart for God, and I could see it in his eyes. He was he he enjoyed what he was doing. Uh, it was not like any other gig uh, for him. Uh, he, he was totally moved by, and you can, you know, you can sense when somebody is in a familiar place. Dave was just yeah. in a familiar place when he was here. Uh, uh, some people, I feel, get tripped
2: up on on they, they don't think it's possible for their for there to be a born again jazz musician or born again uh, what. Well, <laughs> That's, this is a topic in and of itself. Yeah, yeah. let's get it. Maybe just it. getting into all of the different styles. I mean, yeah, I, you know, how I do this. I sing classical, and I'm born again. I rap, and I'm born again. <laughs> or you know, I sing country, and I'm bo- I do rock, and I'm born again. But I, you know, the lyrical content is the defining factor yeah. Yeah. of whether yeah. or not they're born again. I mean, you could just be out there singing whatever. Yeah,
0: Th- yeah. there's got to be a line yeah. where artists draw. There's certain things I will say. There's certain things I won't say. There's certain things I will sing to. There's certain things I won't sing to. Yeah. yeah. You know? And uh, Kirk Cameron, you know, for instance, who's a Christian actor. mm mm-hmm. um, You know, there were just certain things he would do and certain things he wouldn't do. He wouldn't kiss another woman on the, on the screen. They had to sub his wife in wow. for part of the movie and not show the face of the mm-hmm. actress, you know, because he just wouldn't even... For a, a major screenplay, he would not kiss another woman, you know, and that's just a, that, that is a, a, uh, a principle that he had just decided he is not going to, to compromise you, know? We, we've had it all here at TSC Music and some. Mm-hmm. You know, we're only trying to cover a little bit and recap a little bit of the past season yeah. as we prepare for season three, which will uh, resume in uh, September of 2012. So make sure that you are with us the first Friday of September. We're going to use the summer months, June, July and August, to prepare for this upcoming season, but also to invite you again to... Uh, engage with us on the various topics that we discuss here at TSC Music at Facebook and at Twitter
1: and but you know during the summer we're not going anywhere you're still going to get a podcast every week right uh, we're going to be going back and doing what we're calling a summer rewind and we're going to listen back to um, some of some of the most thought provoking podcasts maybe some of those we've heard clips of today um, but we're also going to be soliciting uh, your thoughts on which ones you want to hear so definitely hit us up on Facebook and Twitter uh, let us know which podcasts um, of the past two seasons of any podcast that you want to hear again um and and we'll be engaging in some more in-depth conversation about those podcasts and about those that content on Facebook and Twitter through all throughout the summer.
0: As we are rewinding, we're also moving forward and inviting you to send us topics that we haven't discussed. We don't know it all here. We're still learning, we're learning and growing together. So send us topics that we haven't touched on that you think are noteworthy for the TSC Music Podcast, and we will be sure to review it and See if we can't get uh, some guests on here. I do also want to encourage you that there's so many musicians and singers out there in the world who who who, uh, who are doing wonderful things for the Lord, uh, and we don't know all of the independent artists either. I mean, there's a plethora. Uh, an infinite number, it seems, of independent artists uh, who love God and who are doing great things in the king for the kingdom. We want to hear from you and find out what artists you're listening to. Maybe you're not. Everybody's not listening to Israel. Everybody's not listening to mm-hmm. Kurt Franklin. Uh, this might there might be a cousin of yours who has a touch of God on them. We want to hear about them, and if they're in the United States or we, because we've gone international, we with have done this the Skype interview. We can absolutely. always do it again. Send us some of your favorite artists and don't do it just because it's your son and you think he's talented and he's got no talent he's got to have some talent he's got to sound good All right. another
2: one of my favorite podcasts was uh, the Freddie Rodriguez uh, podcast yeah. um, he's a, a fairly popular and well known uh, recording artist but uh, I like how he, he shared in his podcast that he wasn't, he wasn't looking to be uh, popular or famous at mm. all yeah. he was just a worship leader he never sought the attention. He he did what God called him to do um, at his local church or whoever God uh, um, had him, and God it, basically his gift made room for him yeah. to the point where you know uh, uh, people in the industry or what have you took notice of it. But um, his 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 heart just goes back to you know just serving the people and just j- he's just a worshiper. Period. I yeah. mean, even still to this day, according to his podcast, he's still not looking. Yeah. For a whole lot of attention, he's just
0: being Freddie, and and a prolific songwriter too. He's also on well, our very own Ivory uh, McDonald. He he he's featured on her song "Get Up and Run." And if you haven't gotten up and ran to get it, you do run and get it. Freddie uh, Freddie's yeah, on that one uh, uh, as well. But I love the I love the fact that, uh, and I think it dovetails with something Daniel said. Uh, sometimes you know young musicians are so eager to leave the nest their home church and leave where they are being nurtured and mm-hmm. growing. Uh, and, and um, uh, so Freddie was content with where he was Yeah. as a worship leader. He wasn't trying to jump out of the nest and try to fly before his wings had uh, sprouted, you know, but uh, as uh, the Lord would have it, uh, he was also a songwriter. And so some of his songs begin to get picked up and, Before you know it, one thing led to another. And and it's just like God to just say, okay, now I'm going to release you to the nations of the world, you know, uh, in in some unusual way. And and usually in the way that we're not expecting it. um, But He does it nonetheless. And that's an awesome thing. The body of Christ is better because of people like Freddie Rodriguez. Yeah. Here's a little bit of His
2: testimony um, that He shared with us on that day.
3: How did it all start for you? The
13: call to ministry and um, Where did it all begin? Yeah, good question. Um, um, I'm I'm approaching probably my 16th year in ministry, so I'm you know kind of that's a that's a long little. Okay, well we path. don't have to. We yeah, don't have we don't, to, don't need to go there, but yeah, <laughs> but but I think I think you know um, I, I had I was radically saved by the grace of God because Ooh. I'm 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 from the, the streets. I'm a street boy. And which, I was which street? Sh- Chicago. I oh, grew up in Chicago. Okay, very tough streets, and I Chi-Town. was yeah, you know very dysfunctional family, we, we didn't go to church. Like we, I wasn't brought up in church. Uh, yep. I, I remember going to church Easter and Christmas, if that. Okay. So, uh, we just really weren't surrounded by the church culture. Right. Uh, and so you, know, you just get into that lifestyle. So I, I, I got into the lifestyle. So, you know, I'm, I, there's no need to go into details, but when I finally, when I finally went to church and I begin to see, uh, the love of God display. That probably was the biggest thing. If you could say, what was the thing that attracted you the most? Right. right. Was the love of God. It, I just felt like it was just very, uh unconditional and, and it, it, man, it just hit me where I was as a youngster. So it all started when I gave my heart to the Lord. I was 19 years old mm. and, and I, I quit everything, all my vices. And I just said, okay, God, I'm yours completely. What do you want me to do, man? I'll I'll, uh, I'll change a diaper, I'll clean the bathroom, <laughs> yeah. or I'll, I'll use my musical gifts for your glory. And it started just as simple as going to the worship leader at the time and say, Hey, I, I play and I sing and uh, I just got saved and I want to serve. That's where it started. And and from there, uh, God had promoted me to, to be a worship leader for most of the years of my ministry mm-hmm. up to Las Vegas. And so Sunday and Wednesday and rehearsals and, you know, the week after week, just being faithful whether it's ten people, twenty, a hundred, doesn't matter. Sure, you know, just, sure. Just worshiping God.
1: You know that reminds me of something that I've always kind of wanted to to touch on in the podcast, and maybe mm-hmm. this is something for season three. But is this whole notion of calling? You know, mm-hmm. I think you know we all want to ha- want to know what our calling is in life, and yeah. I mean, I, I've personally just have the conviction of that. You know. My calling is just to do what God's placed before me right now. Um, Mm. And he'll move me wherever he wants to move me, whenever he wants to move me. Um, But, you know, what Freddie's testimony really is a testament to, like we said, is just he was just doing what God put him put before him to do now. And then all those pieces move into place, you know, without you trying to go after what you think is this ultimate great calling down the road. Like, no, just do what God's put before you now and And let him worry about the rest.
0: And a good test. To determine whether or not the calling is what you think it is, and usually this has to be done by people other than you, <laughs> is to see how much you are operating in what you are supposed to be doing now. Yeah. If you're not blooming where you're blo or blossoming where you're planted now, if you're not under some authority, if you're not doing what is expected of you now, how do you walk in a calling if you can't be obedient to what God's placed you in now? See, yeah. the Scripture says that that God will make you rule over much. If you're faithful with a little, yeah. you know, got to be faithful with a little and it makes you ruler of much. And a lot of times we miss that. A lot of times people miss that. And we throw that term calling around. I'm called to this. I'm called to this. But you got to be faithful to something else where you plant it so that God can call you to greater things. You know, a lot of people want to jump, like I said earlier, jump out of the nest before they've learned to, you know, eat whole foods or before they got off of milk or before their wings have even grown feathers.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I I can tell now. I mean, I agree with both of you, but I can tell you now, like, when you when we really get into this 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 discussion about calling, I know that some people may come back and they, you know, they may go flip it and say, you know, there's nothing wrong with being goal oriented,
0: that mm-hmm. type of thing. You know true. Yeah, but if calling was a goal if calling was just a goal. Mm-hmm then all of us would be called to something. I mean, we all called to something, but all of us would be walking in the heavenlies, if you will. Because, you know, I wake up in the morning with a goal. You know, my goal was to get this podcast finished. <laughs> yeah. But you know what happened? I had to call you guys in because yeah. I can't do it all today. Uh, that was a goal. But if that was my calling, then God is holding me accountable to get it done. You, you follow me? Yeah. And so I think a lot of times, you know, and I, and again, I'm I'm goal-oriented. You know, but a lot of times, if my goals don't line up with my calling, I have to shut those things down, God, mm. or God shuts them down. You yeah. know, but yeah, we need to talk about that. We need to come back.
2: All right,
1: to maybe it. maybe that's a topic for season three.
2: And I think it'd be great to pull in like some of our pastors on
1: that. <laughs> that, probably yeah.
2: would. you know, yeah. yeah. And maybe we can do an open phone line on <laughs> that. Oh, oh, now we're getting <laughs> crazy, no, kidding, but I'm we kidding. can
1: open it up. Let us know even now what you think. What is what does it mean to be called? And how do you know what your calling is and how do you walk in your calling? Yeah. Let us know on Facebook, Twitter.
2: Now, last but not least, Andy Minio. Yeah. Now,
1: that was an awesome podcast, I have to say.
0: Christian hip hop. You know, Andy, outside of Dave Ham, is probably the most articulate Christian rap artist. And that doesn't mean that they don't exist. I know there are plenty of them. Um, But to be so young be so articulate and to be so focused i thought was incredibly impressive
1: and i would i think incredibly wise like and wise far beyond his years he's in his early 20s let's go to it and
3: listen i think he said it what about uh outreach and going into secular clubs do you do that do you go into secular clubs
7: um i try to as much as i can i mean those opportunities don't come very often Mm -hmm. Uh, and i know it's kind of a touchy topic for some people i would say I would say to use wisdom when navigating that stuff, mm. right? So I wouldn't say, "Oh, you know, I uh, I just got saved, right? I've been walking with Jesus three months. I think I'm gonna go back right into the same areas I came out of and right. try to influence them. You know, I tried that as a young believer. How that Truth out? was, I was more influenced than. Being an influencer, yeah, yeah. So I think when you do those things with wisdom, you get a team together. You go into areas where the light of the gospel is not being shined. Mm-hmm. It can bear much fruit, but it has to be done with wisdom. And I think I'm in a place now where uh, you know I'm able to bring the right guys around me to go and do it wisely.
1: So Andy talked about something. You know, we brought up a lot of controversial topics with Andy, and he was very articulate on all of them. Um, but we brought up a topic that we. Bring up with a lot of uh, our guests in terms of what kind of music they listen to, or what do they think is okay to mm. listen to? And he had a really interesting take uh, on, you know, whether it's okay to listen to secular music as a Christian. And I yeah. think it, a controversial take on it, but I think something that that he he really articulated really well. What do you say about Christians listening to secular rap?
7: Ah, that is a sticky one. Yeah. Mm. Now. <laughs> I have my personal views on it. I would say that—I would say two things. One, we have to define what, quote-unquote, secular music is. Anything that's not Christian hip-hop, no? (laughs) Well, we'd have to define what secular music is, period. secular music. Secular music. Secular, the word secular means worldly. Yeah. Right? And so when I ask this question, I would say, okay, well, is Louis Armstrong secular? Right? I would say— what, what are we getting what are we getting into theres there has to be some definitions spoken about here there's all kinds of music made by all kinds of people who aren't Christians that is fine that is actually God glorifying in many ways there's people who communicate biblical worldviews in their music who aren't even Christians there's a song by Jesse J that came out a little while ago it's not about the money 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 right, right? it's not right. about it's That's right. Life is not exclusively about the pursuit of money. So I can hear all kinds of biblical worldviews communicated by people who aren't Christians. So we have to get into defining what secular is. And then also, the second part is there's a wisdom principle involved with this. Mm -hmm. You have to understand the way that you work. The way that I work and the way that I think about music might be very different from you. So I don't want to say anything today that would give people the liberty to go on and sin against themselves and God. Um, So... I, I would say this. When we're, if we're talking about a quote-unquote secular context and, and like rap, Christian rap versus non-Christian rap, I would say that that has to be left up to the, the, uh, the individual who's listening to the music. Um, now, I personally don't have a problem listening to people who are swearing in their songs. Not saying that other people should listen to that. I'm saying that that's what I live with every day. So, I step out of my stoop and i 'm hanging out with drug dealers on my block and people who use that language commonly. It mm-hmm. doesn't bother me; it might seriously bother someone else or affect them or influence them, mm-hmm. but it doesn't for me um, and but so
3: you I, don't yeah, find any of that seeping into you and some things flying out of your mouth, out of your mouth as a result of listening to
7: now i that. don't i don't because because when I engage with that. Yeah. I'm engaging with it from my solidified worldview, right? So I think that there's a—it's kind of like the conversation we had earlier about going into, quote-unquote, secular clubs. clubs. Yeah. There has to be some wisdom principles involved sure. with it. If I'm just some become people a Christian just can't handle and it. coming out of the club, you can't go around right, it. Right, right. It's just it's just true. This is a, a Romans 12 issue, mm-hmm. right? When he talks about some people being able to eat certain food and some people not being able to yeah. eat it, and you're going to offend certain people by doing it. I would say— um. The, there's kind of two perspectives one is that if you listen to anything if you're around it it's obviously just going to end up influencing you and it's going to overtake you yeah that's kind of what most circles believe and then there's there's another camp which is more where i air which is uh i would say that you can be involved engage with a sinful culture and not be overtaken by it to be in the world but not of it mm-hmm. right and so i i because I deal with hip-hop directly, I see that. I hear that stuff. I peer into the culture, right? I, so you I can't be stuff.
3: repulsed by someone who's doing that if you're looking to minister to them.
7: Right, exactly. So, I, I mean, I'll get that sometimes. I'll hear people like, I can't believe we're at this skating rink and they're playing this music. i got to cover my ears. As and if they've, they've and never heard like, it before. As if they've never heard it, if they're going to melt if they hear it. Yeah. so. I mean, it, it's a sticky issue, and I don't want to yeah, no, just I just don't want to just give a one answer. Yeah, this is it. Mm-hmm. I would just say I'm led in my own personal convictions to be able to hear that music and not. Most of the time, I'm listening to music, going, man, I can't believe you, your worldview is that messed up. Yeah. It gives me a lot of perspective. Right, it makes me. Right. It doesn't make me go, wow. I really want to run around and sleep around with girls and make money my pursuit. Right. Wow, that's what I want now that I've heard this rapper say. it. I'm more of the time looking at that music and going. It's like pity. Goodness gracious. Yeah. You have no idea how yeah. much you're missing out on. Yeah. You're missing out on the treasure of life and the life to come. Sure. So, sure. but that's because of where I am spiritually. or Understood. where I'm. You know, and it's not to say, hey, I'm better than somebody. None of that stuff. It's yeah. just saying the Lord has had me in a certain place where I'm able to engage with it and not feel like, you know, I'm going to lose it
2: for me, that had to be one of the strongest statements made probably ever s- throughout all of the podcast. <laughs> I've never heard anybody say anything. Nobody quite has like any that.
1: said anything quite like that, but I think it really opens up the conversation because I think, okay, if we're going to be real, I think a lot of, a lot of people, you know, Christians tend to say like, no, I only listen to Christian or I, you know, my pure ears and I try, which yeah. there's definitely a, Place for that true but I mean if but hip
2: hop is known for having some of the harshest and, and lewdest content
1: true <laughs> I
0: true. don't see <laughs> well by nature and from from whence it comes it's rooted in mm-hmm. a very hostile um, uh, foundation uh, but I gotta tell you I can appreciate more the uh, honesty yeah. and the yeah. transparency with, exactly. with Andy
1: and I think what he said that I think is really important is he said it's all about how you hear it and how you listen to it. Yeah. And I think it that you know whether it's hip hop or it's whatever we're taking in, you know, it's it's all in how you hear it and how you let it affect you. You yeah. know, he's like he said he's not listening to that to those artists and saying, "Wow, I want to be like them." But it's like it's hearing it with a with a One a heart of compassion or a heart of like, wow, that's where they they're at, you know.
0: Wow, there's so many styles and so many genres and so many areas in which we can take these discussions, and And I think they're necessary. Opinions, opinions. and I think that's why this this is necessary because we want the opinions. Um, I I share with YNPC often that different isn't wrong, Uh, and we often will say that. You know, you may not hear hip hop on Sunday morning at your church, or maybe you do. There's some churches that are hip hop churches, uh, but for the most, for the masses, you may not hear that on Sunday morning. It may not usher you into the presence of God. But there is a place where it is most effective, where you can't sing "Amazing Grace" and be effective. You can't sing "We Lift Our Hands" in the sanctuary and be effective in some places. Um, I think the word works, uh, but I also think that. The various styles of Christian music have their domains, if you will, uh, where they are most effective. That that wraps up the end of season two of the TSC Music Podcast. Now, remember, we're not going anywhere. We're going to be right here. You're going to still get a new posting week after week for the next three months. But in September, we're diving deep. We're going deep. We're going to talk about some of the issues that nobody seems to really want to talk about. Right here on TSC music. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Harry. You're your your welcome. debut uh uh podcast here.
1: He yeah. did his own podcast. It's yeah. not his debut. Yeah. He's been on here before. But I've
2: never had to I've never been
1: Take joy, my king, in what you hear and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. We also hope you'll join the conversation online because music with a mission doesn't end here. So check out TSC Music on Facebook to share your thoughts and get regular updates. Follow us on Twitter at TSC music Tweet for live tweets during every podcast interview. You can even tweet your questions for our podcast guests by using the hashtag MWM Podcast. And of course you can always email us at music at timesquarechurch.org or visit the website tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, produced by the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn, and I'm the project manager, Jesse Carrasco. Coming up next week, we're going to rewind it all the way back to our very first interview with our very own Pastor Carter Conlon.
0: And remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. Join us again next week here on TSC Music with a mission.